following our conversation with Mark Morgan, former acting CPB commissioner, uh, and also, of course, a fellow at the Heritage Foundation. Laura Reese, former DHS acting deputy chief of staff, joins me now. Uh, Laura, great to have you back here. Uh, you know, Mark and I talked a lot about the policy. Your colleague and I talked about the, you know, what we had, what we have now, and differentiating it, you know, to a point between the state and federal level. I want to talk about technology. Uh, when it comes to technology and illegal immigration, or let's just say immigration writ large, uh, there is a use for it. Uh, with what you see out there now, are we using, is this administration hampering or using technology to help deal with this crisis? Well, thank you, David, for having me back on. And there's absolutely a need for, for various types of technology. And um, one just example that I have seen where this Biden administration is rolling back the use of possible tools includes biometrics. Um, biometrics are used by the Border Patrol, they're used by ICE, they're used by um, USCIS. I mean, anyone applying for an immigration benefit has their uh, biometrics taken. Um, there are limits on age. The very young and the very old are not required to provide biometrics. Um, and there was a rule that was uh, going through the process to kind of modernize, uh, catch up the, the rules with the use of biometrics. And uh, the Biden administration, for some strange reason, pulled that rule. Um, and I, I was very surprised to see that. So, you know, biometrics is one example. There's obviously um, at, the, at the border sensors, um, cameras, radar, um, you know, lots of different uses. Yeah, the ability to verify who someone is really is is a part of this we have an issue in some of our southern uh, neighbors in those countries it's not as easy to verify who they are not just biometrics but you know stolen identities blended identities that happens here in the united states it's you know it used to be called a cottage industry it's really a giant mansion of an industry in this country so Technology and policy combined, something you know a little bit about, technology policy. Uh, what do we need to do to make sure that they work more effectively? Well, one is basic information sharing. And at every turn, uh, the left stifles sharing of information between agencies, uh, whether that is um, USCIS sharing information with ICE, and those are two agencies both within the Department of Homeland Security. Or if it's the IRS or the Census or um, Health and Human Services, where uh, the, which is the department responsible for housing a lot of these unaccompanied alien children that we're seeing flooding across the border. The left prevents them from sharing information with DHS, whether that's biographic or biometric. And if you don't have information sharing, bad things are going to happen. Um, to take it to the extreme, that was a major reason why 9-11 happened, because there were walls put up to prevent sharing of information, and it just doesn't make any sense. And it is not uh, a way to execute 
national security or homeland security. Well, then the question naturally is why? We, we, we know this, the fusion centers, to your point, and the 9-11 reference after that fusion center, sharing of information. But we know this now. So why do you think it is that the Biden administration, these agency directors and secretaries, are not using what is obvious? Because they want these migrants to come in and to stay here. Uh, They don't want ICE um, locating them or removing them. And so if they can stay here and then receive benefits or, you know, kind of regular items of life that we are used to, driver's licenses, et cetera, um, then they can carry on normal lives here without fear of, of being deported. Um, It's one of the reasons we don't know why or how many uh, illegal immigrants are really in the U.S. because by design, um, it's not being tracked and and the information is not being shared. And so, you know, the more people who are here, according to the left, they view it as more votes for them and more power for them. And so it's all about getting more here and having them stay without hassle. You know, I have had a fair amount of criticism in my entire career for both Republicans and Democrats on failures at the border, especially at the federal level. Now here we have, and this is something you wrote about recently, the Bipartisan Border Solutions Act introduced by Senator John Cornyn of Texas and Kirsten Sinema, an Arizona Democrat, This would require DHS to establish at least four permanent regional processing centers on the border to provide identity and criminal history checks, legal guidance, medical attention, and credible fear and asylum interviews to people entering our country illegally. Bipartisan solutions? Sounds like bipartisan failure to me. Yeah, this would not solve anything. All it would do is codify the very um, attempts that the Biden administration is, is trying to carry out in terms of processing people, illegal aliens, in faster and getting them transported throughout the country um, and all at American taxpayer expense. Um, the, just taking one of those that you mentioned, the four processing centers, those would be at the border. Now, meanwhile, you suppose... Vice President Harris, you know, went to Guatemala and said, don't come, don't come. Well, if you're going to set up four processing centers at the border, you are drawing migrants to those processing centers. You are drawing them to our border. So the actions that uh, this administration is carrying out and wants to carry out defies any uh, lip service they're paying to telling people don't come here. Um, There are also... um, things in that bill that would it's basically a a boondoggle for the uh, NGOs to um, receive grant money to help these migrants get processed into the U.S. Um, And then those same NGOs lobby Congress and lobby the executive branch for more grant money to help process them and they lobby for more migrants to come here through um, open border policies. So it is it's quite the business deal for, for those groups. Uh, but again, it's putting Americans last. It's putting our rule of law last uh, and putting illegal immigrants first. 
Yeah, I tell you, it doesn't sound like uh, much of a solution to me. Uh, you mentioned the business end. Uh, I'm not surprised, uh, often not more so by the Democrats and their approach to illegal immigration. But Senator Cornyn at least registers on the Republican side of, side of the aisle, and he is the co-sponsor of this bill. I, I'm having a hard time reconciling that. Yeah, agreed. Um, and so Republicans need to um, do this job with their eyes wide open. They should not be passing any laws or handing over money that would allow the Biden administration to carry out and continue this process of rapidly and, and more efficiently bringing in more illegal aliens, paying to transport them all over the country, um, and then pushing for amnesty and, and other incredible benefits for, for those populations. And um, so it is, it is a question mark, you know, why is Senator Cornyn doing this? Um, he, he's been, I wouldn't call him an immigration hawk over the years. Um, so while the bill has the title of bipartisan, um, Republicans, the rest of the Republicans need to have their eyes wide open. Yeah, I, I think the American people have our eyes wide open to this. And I would say to Texans, uh, you've got Senator Corn until 2026. And if you keep adding up the numbers and the efforts and the entry of illegal aliens just from our southern border, uh, you know, other issues and other illegal alien sectors of the, of the illegal population aside, uh, millions more will come in at this rate by the time he leaves office. Yes, unfortunately, we are on track to um, have almost two million um, this year. And, uh, you know, at one point before entering office, Joe Biden said he did not want two million people at the border. Um, but that's exactly what his policies are, are creating. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess he's half right. They're not at the border. They're in America's towns and cities as they bust them, ship them, fly them uh, with their brown pouches of information where you and I couldn't get on an airplane and uh, use the same uh, lack of information. But sarcasm aside, sad situation. Laura, always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, David. Laura Reese, uh, former DHS Acting Deputy Chief of Staff, uh, to Jay in California, Jay8669Patriot. Go ahead, Jay. Hey, David, good morning. Always great to talk to you and be on your show. Um, you know, I wanted to piggyback a little bit off of uh, some of the callers saying, you know, they hear a lot of guys uh, on the conservative side saying they don't have a platform or the big media, big tech, whatever controls it. And, uh, you know, a guy like you has the means and resources to put together a panel and maybe do a working conference breakfast and get Devin Nunes and Jim Jordan. And, you know, I'm calling these guys out by name, uh, Burgess and, and uh, Congressman uh, Byron, some outsiders like Klasik who are on the bubble or Claston uh, 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 Bernard and, and, and bring in these guys and, and have a 10-12 panel, Rand Paul. Rubio, Cruz, these are the guys that can help us. These are the only guys that can help us, and they all need to get together on messaging. And you and Will Cal and Levin and Hannity can moderate, but these guys need to be somewhere weekly talking uh, at the mouthpiece of things. 
Um, and, and, you know, just to throw an idea out there, you're always looking for solutions, and I think that would be uh, very good for a captive audience to hear from all of these guys uh, sort of together on, on a panel. You know what? I like yeah. it. It's a, it's a good idea. I'll tell you that I can't even put it in play until September because this company's not allowing, SiriusXM is not allowing any travel for broadcasts until September. Don't ask me why. Can't give you an answer on that one, Jay. Uh, I follow the science. Uh, the corporate heads, I guess, don't know how to follow the science. But... Uh, I like the idea. We used to do that, and I think Steve Bannon and I did a number of these way back, uh, and it's not a bad idea to bring it back. Let's see if we can get these guys, but it's not going to be till September if Sirius has their way. Well, I think uh, it's definitely worth a shot. You know, I wanted to add one more thing I called yesterday about the whole critical race theory and all this and that. It ties into immigration a little bit. I mean, um, you know, they've got us distracted. I think it's a rebranding of suffrage. I think they're uh, trying to make it something that it wasn't. Uh, you know, they need to teach it unapologetically. We, we do that and, and, and unfiltered uh, history. It's a horrible history, a lot of it. Uh, slavery goes back to the days of, of the Jews under Pharaoh. And so it's an ugly part of human history. But they're using it to distract us and to divide us further and uh, they're infiltrating the schools, and Republicans and conservatives need to take back the education mantle. They need yeah, to take look, back I don't. I don't fear history because it's exactly that. It's history, good, bad, or indifferent. Thanks for the call, Jay. 866-95-PATRIOT, 957-2874. Take a break. When I come back, we'll start with Bud in Virginia. Calls next, and we'll get uh, through them. Thank you. <laughs> 